Hey, it's Bill Simmons. I have some good news for you. The hottest take. It's back. Oh, yeah. Monday through Thursday, four times a week, you hear from me, Chris Ryan, Sean Fantasy, Mallory Rubin, Wazdeen Lambrey, Van Lathan, Julie Lippman, many other ringer staffers. You get one take, you got to defend it to the death. Sports takes, pop culture takes, food takes, airplane takes. Oh, yeah. It's coming back. First episode drops August 29th. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite, because I walk around LA every day, I like the joggers. I'm not jogging, I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC slim fit trouser, but I am a joggers guy. I just, once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I want to wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile ABC pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com. Welcome to the Ringer Fantasy Football Show. My name is Danny Heifetz. I am joined by Danny Kelly and Craig Krolbeck. And today it is Power Hour. We are power ranking something every Wednesday. And today we are redrafting the top 12 players in fantasy football. We're going to do a snake draft. We're going to do this like we're starting from scratch from today through the rest of the fantasy football season. We're going to do three of us, so four four rounds, 12 pit players, you get it. We're also going to do it power hour style. So if you haven't done this with us before, we're going to talk about each player for like two minutes. And then Kai, our assistant producer here, will play this sound. And we will move on. We also, for each pick, we wanted to play the NFL draft chime for each pick to announce it. But it's kind of <laughs> legally ambiguous on whether we can do that. So we're going to have Craig just like do the chime himself. Yeah, because then it's just parody. I, we can't get sued for that. If I just go, sure. do, 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 do. What are they going to do? I don't think they're, they're going to do, 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 yeah. do. That would be very petty. That's fair use, yeah. Yeah. in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Okay, my so. My legal opinion. It's like Vanilla Ice, how he got away with it. With uh, the Queen song? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he had, a oh, he had like yeah. a beat. That's what Craig's going to do. Has right. he, did he not lose a dollar for that? I don't know. I would be sure. He probably he lost many dollars over his life. Yeah. Do you know he's like a he's like a real estate scion now? Anyway, this is let's what we do on. at the end of the show, <laughs> <laughs> not the beginning. Uh, the draft order we had our assistant producer Kai pick who he likes the most and mm -hmm. to the least. Yep. So it's yeah, it's got to be uh, DK. Yeah. One, Craig two. I'll take it's three. You are you? <laughs> Man, I'm glad I called that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I are, okay. Well. Why? Well, DK held the door open for, for me today. That's and that it was very, very kind. polite. So I was yeah. like, you're number one immediately. And then 
Heifetz decided that this would be how we'd choose the draft order. So yeah, put me you, in this position in the first place. Yeah, you were the one who imposed this cruel sanction and then and Craig made, made Kai do this. Fell in the middle, unfortunately. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. Fine. Okay, <laughs> let's get into it. Okay, so we, DK, you got the first pick. Yeah. You're up. Two minutes on the clock. Craig, chime. We'll see if that sticks. Yeah, let's how many times we actually did. Wow. DK, who are you taking first in this redraft? Players rest of the rest, I mean, rest of the fantasy season. I'm going with the low hanging fruit here and taking Cooper Cup. Not going to do running back. I don't trust even the good running backs. I do not trust at this point. I want the guy like Cooper Cup, who's going to be the number one target for his quarterback on every play in the football game. He's already done it. He's already the Triple Crown winner from last year. He's like basically on pace to do the same thing. Um, yeah. Can't Cooper go making a profit. Right. Can I say something? Cup was fourth on my list. Wow. So you, I, what a value for you. You're to me, there are other wide receivers right now who have the same ceiling as Cup. I don't trust the Rams. I don't want to be a part of the Rams for the rest of the season. I'd like to just be off the Rams ship. I don't know what's going on with Stafford. <laughs> Stafford seems like he's one play away from getting hurt. Still got the elbow situation. We haven't heard about that in a while. The Rams are a bottom three offense in the NFL. And C- Cup is like has such a big workload. I just think someone's breaking yeah, down that's in this why offense. I picked him. I actually such agree, a big though, workload. with both of you, but I agree with what Craig's... I think you could put him first or fourth because on one hand, I'm kind of with Dick. It's like, can't go broke making a profit. But he also, he kind of has this nagging foot injury. He was questionable a week. And I'm kind of like, man, you have to nitpick. Everybody's You can hurt. go broke making Everyone's a profit hurt. because of inflation. But... Wow, is that what I sound like all the time? Is that how my jokes are? Well, that's cut to me, baby. All right. But I respect it. He's a classic. I mean, it's pretty impressive that despite how bad the Rams have been, we had him yeah. as what? Our number two guy in the draft this year? Number the, two receiver. Number we two receiver. And he still is is a top two guy for you, despite the fact right. that the Rams are the worst offense in the league. He's a top one guy. They're not the worst. They're just like, you know, better than the Panthers. Like, <laughs> Ugh. Okay, so Cooper Cup, first overall. Look at that. All right, we got 10 seconds. Get in another TomTom timer there. What do we we talk about now? We should let people get time. Who's the the number two in that offense? It's (laughs) for the rest of the year. It's whenever they they sign Christian McCaffrey. All right, time went. All right. Second pick here. I'm taking Stefan Diggs. You didn't do the chime. Sorry. Do, 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 (laughs) do, 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 do. I'm taking Stefan Diggs, who I had him as number one overall. He is the top receiver slash tight end slash anything in fantasy right now other than a quarterback. Um, his pace, we talked about this a few weeks ago. His pace was already uh, set to be the best of his career and the second best of all time at wide receiver in fantasy football. After last week's game, he's now projected to have a better year than Cup this year, and he's projected to finish only 10 points lower than Cup's 2021 season. 10 points. This one's like, this was my second. He was my second choice. And I almost wish I had been meaner to Kai. So I could have just had this one at, at number two. And just I know, I'm feeling great about whatever. my squad right well, now. Well, this is, you would have picked him first though, probably, right? I would have. I yeah. was a dick to Kai on purpose so I could get the back-to-back picks. I, I actually grabbed Diggs first. It was really hard for me to figure this out because Cup and Diggs. But what I kept thinking about is one player's on the Bills and the Rams. Right, one player's on right. the Rams, as Craig just said, like, they're, they've already, like, they're lost their left tackle, like 10 offensive linemen. Whereas the Bills... It just kind of feels like as long as Diggs and Josh Allen are healthy, like there's no way you're going to regret having Stephon Diggs. Whereas, like, mm. I, I, again, you have to nitpick when you're talking about like the best players. But I think the real headline here is like we're going receivers over running backs. Yes, I think that speaks tremendously to where our heads are at. And 
one, we're just gun shy, if we're being honest. And two, the running backs, no one's so good that they're separating themselves from the pack. Whereas right. the receivers, there's a small group of receivers that are incredible. And they're the, the difference makers at the receiver position are very small group, but there's so many replacement left. There are so many receivers who are fine. There, you can get them anywhere, but there's only like five that are actual like head and shoulders above everybody else and grabbing those. It just feels like you can figure out running back. There's an advantage every week, yeah. It's safer too. Like the, the top five receivers right now in fantasy are almost the exact replica of the top five receivers in ADP this year. Mm-hmm. And it's the ex- almost the opposite from running back. Yeah, it's running way safer. Well, it's like half. They have been really good. Okay, there's Tom Tom. So to Kenji, Kenji, oh my God, I cannot speak English. Uh, I got both picks right here. And to continue this, I'm happy at the way this is broken down. I know who you're going to get. Can I predict? I'm, yeah. Kelsey and Jefferson. I am going to do... Wow. <laughs> he you actually just broke my no. brain. We're already, we're, you didn't even think of Kelsey, did you? He's, we're at no, his I, first pick right now, and he's already not sure. I'm going to take Justin Jefferson and Tyreek Hill together. Okay. You uh, fool. Now, it's probably stupid of me. I probably should take Travis Kelsey, but I think that... I really just want to button up this conversation. The point is that all these receivers are really good. And I think that this group, these four dudes, and you can argue whether Jamar Chase is in it. I'm curious if you guys agree. But these are the four difference makers at wide receiver because Cup, Jefferson, Diggs, Tyreek, you can put them in whatever order you want. First of all, do you guys agree that that's the group? And would you put Chase in it? But like those receivers no. are like so much better than every other receiver that you kind of just need them on your team. Yeah. Correct. I would agree with this that. This is how I'd put it. The other person, Tyreek Hill, low-key, we haven't talked about him very much. He's a Glansburg. Tyreek Hill is playing out of his mind this season. Yeah. And I actually kind of think Tyreek Hill will be the number one receiver the rest of the year. I know. I considered putting him a little higher, too. He's actually almost had... So he's second in the league in targets right now. And what he's fourth or fifth in points. Uh, he's fifth. No, sorry. He's fourth in wide receiver in points right now. He's had two games where he's been in and out of the lineup because of cramps. Well, uh, so it's funny to say that. I actually went through his games, and if you just take out the Dolphins game, or sorry, yeah, sorry, the Dolphins Bills game, <laughs> take all the Dolphins games, Tyreek Hill, the Bills game where it was like 110 degrees and yeah. the Bills had like 90 plays and the, mm-hmm. the Dolphins barely ran on offense, and you take out the Jets game where uh, Teddy Bridgewater left after one throw. Right. Tyreek Hill in that situation is on, like, just look at the four other games he's had. He would be on pace for 2,400 receiving yards. <laughs> Tyreek Hill, yeah. in the four normal games he's played, is averaging 155 yards per game. Well, because yeah. the, the one, I feel like the biggest difference is great quarterbacks spread the ball around, right? So even though he had like a decent amount of target share when he was with Kansas City, it's even more concentrated in Miami. All mm. they do is funnel balls to Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. It's it's not like Kansas City where Patrick Mahomes would spread the ball around to guys like McCall Hardman and obviously Travis Kelsey's there and Sammy Watkins when they had him. And, you know, guys like that it's just Tyreek and Waddle and that's it yeah yeah also they've been a lot more pass heavy than I think we thought they would be they're they're just willing to give it to the receivers let those guys make plays like we thought they'd be a San Francisco team where they're just running the piss out of the ball and thank god they're not okay so next one I'm also changing my answer I Jeff I'm taking Travis Kelsey I changed my mind that's okay. good correct you actually already hit finalized trade <laughs> did I hit finalized <laughs> I can't do it again well it's the double tap I don't know that's annoying yeah because I was going to take Kelsey so you, after all that, you're just switching to Kelsey? So that means we can't talk about Kelsey now because Tom Tom's over. But <laughs> Well, no, because I got the two, but it's two picks. I know, but we, we now we don't have any time to talk about Kelsey. Well, no, like we do. We, we, we time oh, you want to do two, I do two more minutes right now on Kelsey? Yes, I do. All right, go ahead. 
This is weird. You're just making up rules. What? <laughs> no, it's not. I get two picks back to back, and then you, if you have, if you're actually in a real snake draft. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. I get right. it. This I was like how the teams milk the clock during the draft, and it's just like, just make your pick. Yeah, I got a phone call. No, I'm taking Kelsey. Look, I, I, he's good. Obviously, everyone gets it. And but this is crazy. We're, like, we're sitting here and we're talking about like we're not taking running backs, but this is kind of how it feels this year. Of like the like the tight end position. The thought of one, just the energy. The if you guys seen the gentleman where he's like the fucking headache of having to get a non tight end. But I was also looking. Kelsey and Mark Andrews combined have 12 touchdowns this year. Kyle Pitts, Pat Fryermuth, Dallas Goddard, Darren Waller, David Njoku, Dawson Knox, Zach Ertz, Gerald Everett, TJ Hawkinson combined have 13. So w- those seven, eight guys, whatever, combined have one more than Andrews and Kelsey. It's like th- it's like a duopoly. It's like if you don't have them, you're trying to get cell phone service from someone that like isn't AT&T or Verizon. Yeah, or, I mean, or T-Mobile. in half PBR, Kelsey's out. He's the sixth overall skill player. He's outscoring Justin Jefferson, Tyreek Hill, Christian McCaffrey, Fournette, Andrews. So should like, but I guess if we were, if you could go back to August... It's easy for us to say this now. Would you actually go five picks without taking a running back if you could go back to August? Yes. DK, would I mean, you we actually were, do I was that? close I to like doing it anyway. About, yeah, I feel like we talked about it a lot over the offseason, like just how they're fragile and you just feel better about taking receivers or like in this case, you know, Travis Kelsey, who we were all sort of aboard finally and just admitting we don't want anybody else. We just want Kelsey. We had him as a first rounder. This is somewhat radical what we're talking about. We're talking about you just did three running backs in a tight end right off the board. But I, it, but it feels. You mean it three feels, wide receivers? Yeah, sorry. Three, yeah, right. Exactly. Three receivers and tight end off the board. Yeah, and it feels nuts to not do that though. That's kind of my main takeaway: is taking anyone other than a receiver or tight end with these guys left just feels wrong. I, and I'm going to keep up with this. That oh. throughout the next few years right. in fantasy football, I'm not going to be taking running backs as okay. my first pick in the draft. Okay, so you're next. I'm taking Jefferson. I had him third overall. Um, I mean, he has 11 less points than Cooper Cup this year. He basically just hasn't scored a touchdown. So that's been his only problem. He had two touchdowns week one. He hasn't scored since. But he's third in the league in yards. 63 targets on the season. He's bringing in 10 targets a game. He's, in my opinion, the best receiver not named Cooper Cup in the league. Right, like skill-wise. Skill-wise. Uh, yeah, I mean, listen, it's, it's we, we probably, we, maybe we need to accelerate the timer here. Like, I don't know what else I can say about Justin Jefferson. <laughs> he's good at football. The Vikings are 5-1. and one. I think the offense is, has actually been mediocre so far, and there's a lot of runway still for Jefferson to, to you know, exceed. I think he's going to have a stronger second half than first half. Yeah. So of those top four receivers, DK, what order would you have taken them in? Because you had Cooper Cup first. Craig, you had him fourth. I'm curious, how would you, I mean, it's kind of a fool's errand, but how would you feel about, like, if you had Cup first, did you have Jefferson I've, second? I think I had it in this order. I had it Cup, Diggs, Hill, Jefferson. But they're all the same. That's the point. It's I mean, like, they're all in the same tier. Extremely interchangeable. The yeah. only person I would interrupt that list with is Travis Kelsey. Yeah. So, but so why is I'm well, I'm curious where Jamar Chase ends up falling on this. But we'll we'll figure that out as we go. I okay, mean, I so. feel like it'd be we're just sticking to like the preseason, you know, takes if we put Chase this high. Like he just hasn't produced the same level. Yeah, he's not the and this, and it's like harder to trust this offense when everybody is actually double teaming him. Like, yeah, I don't think less of Chase. Yeah. It's just the offense isn't. I mean, I performing. still think he's going to have a solid second half, but you know, maybe not the season that we were expecting. Okay, TK, you want to go next here? Yeah, so I got two in a row, right? Yeah, you got snake. You can probably learn from me and not uh, just give away both your picks immediately. All right, man, this is tough. I think I'm going to go with Saquon. I'm gonna get the get the running backs going. This one's a little nerve wracking since he's had since he was running around to the sideline with his arm just dangling like a wet noodle. That was that's a little bit concerning when you see that during a game. 
But he went back out there. He looked like Harry. You know, in Harry Potter, when they try to, he breaks his arm and then they try it's to just fix like it and they rubber. take the bones out of his arm and it just flop. That was Saquon. And they went back. Did not look him. good. I thought he was out for the day when I saw that. And then he went right back in. So, um, but I, I, you know, obviously I'm going to just kind of like hope that doesn't really continue to affect him too much. They've been utilizing him a ton. The utilization is great. They're leaning on him as a huge piece of their offense. They're utilizing him like creatively, creatively, which is great. Um, downfield stuff, you know, all that. Like basically everything you'd want for the number two pick and one of the most athletic and um, explosive players in the NFL. This is like how you'd want to use him. They're using him in Wildcat stuff, you know. And so I'm just going with Barkley. Okay. Yeah. Let me pose a question to you both. What do you got? Just something to consider. Just throwing it out there. This is half-baked. Saquon Barkley is so high. I, as DK- Giants are overperforming. Saquon has a legitimate shoulder injury that could... Any at any moment, you know, cause him to miss multiple games. Yeah, but wouldn't you want to get any? You, if you had, if you could get any of the five players that we've already said for him, I think yes. I would trade him for every single one of the but players. It, we've it, just no one below that, right? Your league. It but does. No one below but that. Speaking broadly, broadly speaking, I think that if it were a lower body injury, I'd be way more concerned. If it was yeah. anything involving running shoulder, it's just easier to play through. Having said that. Would you actually take a pl- the, one of the few running backs who already has like an actual visible injury first? I don't know because they all have injuries, man. They're all banged up, you know? They're all like Ostensibly. missing practices and all that. It's like every week. I feel like this is just something that you have to live with and like hope for the best. No, hope for no major season-ending injuries. I think the lower body would be so high. Shoulder, it's like, ah! Well, my question is, Craig, would you take anyone that we haven't named straight up for Saquon right now? Like, in other words, do you think this is a good pick? Oh, yeah, that's a good question. Who would you trade, like, if someone offered you any running back in the world for Saquon straight up in a league, would you do it? Well, I have this guy higher. It's my pick, right? Oh, no, no it's, it's yours again. So say who, right, who, yeah, who so you're going to who, Who's your next pick here? Man, I'm waffling between two guys here. I'm just going to go with Christian McCaffrey. Oh. Yeah. I know that the uh, the uh, obvious one is like literally the highest scoring running back in in PPR right now or half PPR right now is is Eckler, but Austin Eckler. Yeah, but like to me, McCaffrey is that offense. Like they're giving him the workload, and the workload is much more, I think, volatile with Eckler. Like he's obviously getting a ton of pass passes, and that's awesome. That's great for him. But I don't know how much we can trust that to be like week in and week out every single week. Like Christian McCaffrey hasn't it been like twenty eight games or something in a row where he's either scored a touchdown or had 100 yards. Um, uh, eight, whatever it is, the number is like ridiculous and of the non-injury games that he's played. It's just like he's so, so consistent. And the utilization's there. I think his explosiveness is still there. Maybe he's not like quite as spry and elusive as he was in his prime, prime, but prime. I think he looks still pretty good. So I'm, I'm just going with McCaffrey. I put... I, I... I think McCaffrey might be first for me because he's kind of doing incredible in the Panthers among the running backs. And I don't think he's going to get traded, but if he did... The off chance. Wouldn't he be like obvious... What if the he gets one? traded to the, the Bills? Like the, the fact that he's number seven here? But the way I look at it is the pan, he only has, what, two He'll touchdowns on the year? He'll on the Bills, though. That's the thing, but he he's not yeah, scoring maybe. at all. The Panthers' offense is decrepit. And again, part of me is like, well, maybe if he went to a better offense, you're right. Maybe he would do would he worse. Would he score more or less points in the Bills than he has so far this year per game? I bet the scoring, I, like he has two touchdowns this year. I mean, can you, like the Panthers, they didn't have an offensive touchdown in that game against the Rams. They had a, a, a fumble six. Like they don't score. They PJ Walker, Baker with a high ankle. Like they're not, it's forget Christian McCaffrey having multiple touchdowns a game. It's kind of hard for me to envision the Panthers offense having two touchdowns a game. And I kind of wonder if it would be offset, but I I don't know if he, I don't think he's going to be traded. I feel like the, 
generally speaking, the more you're hearing about him being traded, they want because a first no one's rounder. Trying to trade like, good luck with that. But the reason we're hearing the reports is because no one's trying to get him, so they have to put it out there. The deals that are having sauce like don't necessarily aren't leaking two weeks before right, the deadline. Right. Craig, All right. So you took Saquon. I feel and like Craig's judging me about this. Yeah, so. you you Let's made a face. Are you who's your number one running back? I feel like it's do 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 do. I'm just running a mock right now in this draft. So I'm going to have three of the top five players on my list. I'm taking Austin Eckler, yeah. the current best Fine. running That's back fair. in fantasy football. Yes. Um, Herbert, sorry, Eckler is on pace for 116 catches this year. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what his season record is? 90. 90. 92. Oh, yeah. He's on pace for 116 uh, catches. Last year, the, the, the rub on him was he had 20 touchdowns last year, right? And everyone was like, can't yeah. do that again. Yeah. Well, he's he's averaging one a game this year. <laughs> so I'm pace for 17 through six games. And man, this Chargers offense, after watching Monday Night Football last night, we're recording this on a Tuesday. The Chargers offense has been so disappointing and I think utilizes their quarterback worse than any team in the league. It's up there, yeah. Right, and, like relative to the t- talent of the quarterback. Correct. Right. All they do is check down. And it's why he's going to have 116 catches this year is the yeah. offense plods. We talk about the 2022 effect, you know, the shift in baseball. The version of that in football is this too high shell thing. Well, they're also trying to make him play like Drew Brees, but he's Justin Herbert. He's he's like six inches taller Strongest than Drew Brees. Arm in the league. Yeah. Uh, fantastic deep ball thrower, and exactly they're they're treating him like he's got a hurt hurt arm. Mm. All he's doing is checking down. Literally, the guys he, he threw fifty seven passes on Monday night or something like that. He averaged four yards an attempt. He had like two hundred and thirty yards passing on fifty seven attempts. That's crazy. If, but you're right about the check down. And to that point, Eckler, half people are half of his points are receiving. But if you just look at him as just pure running, just running, he's more yards than Joe Mixon this year. He has more yards than Leonard Fournette, and he has more touchdowns than like Fournette, Taylor, you know, all those guys combined. And then as a receiver, he straight up has more receiving points this year than like Deontay Johnson. Like it's Joe Mixon and Deontay Johnson. Yeah, he's like two players into combined. one player. Yeah, yeah. He's getting used a lot. I, so this is my top tier. It's Saquon, Christian McCaffrey, and Austin Eckler. To tell you the truth, I don't care what order. I could take them one, two, three, or three, two, one, if depending how much I like or hate them, based like Kai does. But uh, and then the Jeff and then the receivers, it's the same thing. It's Jefferson, Cooper Cup, Diggs, and Tyree Kill. And I could put them in any order you want. I don't really care. Yeah, I agree with that. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusion supply. Oh, hold up. Smell test. Go ahead. Sniff those pits. Now, your bits. Feet, toes, come on. Could be fresher, right? It's all good. Old Spice Total Body Deodorant Spray is gentle enough to use all over your body, giving you 24-7 lasting freshness with daily use, from pits to toes and down below. So every smell test gets a... <sighs> Shop for Old Spice Total Body Deodorant. DK, you got the next pick here. and No, do I? Do you not? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I have the next pick? Yeah. No way. Wow, look at that. You guys should have taken that from me. 
Two. This is your final two picks. Uh, I can't believe no one took Mark Andrews. Should I just take him again? Uh, Should I just take two tight ends? It'd be crazy. I, I have him on my list. Should I ta- if I take Mark Andrews, could I get you two in a bidding war to like trade for him? No, because yeah. I'll just get Kyle Pitts. None of you. <laughs> yeah, problem solved. <laughs> I'm going to take Mark Andrews. I'm going to have two tight ends You can right get now. Kyle Pitts in the 12th round. That's going to be a robust so. trade market. Kyle Pitts Hill and be done with it. <laughs> Hell yeah. I, uh, again, the Mark Andrews thing, like I... So you know how we just every year we're like we should just take Travis Kelsey like eighth or ninth and then we always check it out and then like literally it takes two weeks and we're like what the fuck why didn't we just do that is is even when Kelsey retires is good is that going to be Mark Andrews going forward probably you know what's funny about Mark Andrews is as much as we love Travis Kelsey and how Travis Kelsey's having like an incredible year Mark Andrews is averaging two and a half points less than Travis Kelsey yeah. per game he's a top. He's eleventh among all skill players, right? So let's say if you if you were in a draft in August, if you go back in time, it's we always talk about Kelsey. But where would you take Mark Andrews? Would you take him like would you take Mark Andrews and Kelsey in the first round? Wasn't that literally what we're doing? No, we're doing rest of the season (laughs) from this point forward. But if you go back in August, I mean, it's easy for us to sit here on the pod and say we would. But I'm like, yeah, you're saying if I erase what I know now and I go back in August, what would I do? Is it that dumb of a question? Yeah, it's kind of so. dumb. I would do that, the exact same thing I already did. What he knew what he knew at the time, and that's how he ranked his stuff at the time. I guess what I'm saying. No, I'm not saying <laughs> he erased his memory. I'm saying just to be clear, he would have to read his tattoos. We could cheat and time travel and update our ringer rankings to be perfect, or exact. Like, I feel like that's what we're doing. Uh, we're doing that right now. <laughs> it, it would be no different. We're just we're making our top twelve right now. Okay, yeah. So we're basically just completely out on running backs, more or less. And we're like tight ends over running backs. Well, not me. Well, I mean, early. I picked a couple running backs. I mean, look, I, I think like our fifth, sixth, and seventh pick in this draft have been running backs. That's okay. Okay. I'm just confirming that we're just completely upending the, the, the how fantasy football works. I that radical, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, we, we went like the four big receivers, and then we started with running backs. I think that it's not radical. Based on what's happening in the season, it's like kind of obvious, but it's also kind of nuts to be like, yeah, the first round, we have two running backs taken and two tight ends. That's just not a thing that ever happens. Yeah. I think the, but Andrews, pick, the Andrews pick would be the like wildest one so far. I agree. Yeah. What's your but next? I don't think it's, but I don't think it's rant. I don't think it's weird. Also, it's like, them? we're not playing in a three-person league. What's your next one? This is, I think, really difficult. For, uh, but I guess <laughs> taking two hands is dumb but whatever uh, I will take this is really tough because there's this is where it gets like way more there's a teardrop here fluid. And I, this is yeah. the big picture point is I think that the when I made the list everyone that's been taken was the easy ones I think because it was like the four great receivers the two tight ends and those three running backs and then you have to decide okay where's Jamar Chase slot in what about Derrick Henry I, I thought about Jonathan Taylor. I'm like, would you really take a guy that just you has an ankle injury? Like to do that right now, right now with all yeah. these other guys on the board. Uh, Devonte Adams kind of scares me a little bit too, and yeah. I think has a tendency to disappear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Derrick Henry's right there too, and I'm a little afraid of all these guys. I think I will take Derrick Henry. Wow. Okay. Okay. That's Give me your pitch. Why? Interesting pick. It just feels. It, I don't even have like that's the thing. It's I'm kind of mad on. I kind of could have gone any of those ways. I think that maybe it's silly to not take Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase maybe is like the obvious one there, and just like scrounge at running back. But well, there's some other obvious guys still on the board right now. Who'd you have taken? I'm, I'm well. I have next pick. Should I just go right to yeah. it? Nick yeah. Chubb. Yeah. Oh, see Chubb. Honestly, I I think that Chubb, he's the number four back. No, I agree. But no, I, sorry, he's the number four player in fantasy. Oh yeah. Not, so to be clear, I, two back. He has I, two less points than Austin right, Eckler this year. Right. I don't think I. It's so annoying. 
but I'm going to say it. Of like, yeah, he he's had catch. a lot of touchdowns. He doesn't catch passes. Doesn't catch passes. That's fair. I think I think that's actually fair. He does seven touchdowns in six games, and it's like the Browns. I'm not. I mean, how good is this offense really? I'm kind of like, I don't know. It's it's yeah. Obviously, when you play the Patriots, it's always a little temptation to just throw that game out. But I'm just kind of like, if Nick Chubb's. We're also forgetting that in four weeks, Deshaun Watson will be back. Right. So he's that's true. I guess if you're factoring the, if I was factoring in like, oh, we're going to play the playoffs. I suppose that Nick Chubb probably is. Yeah, I guess I take him over Derek Henry. What am I doing? Well, it's too late. You already picked. Yeah, it was dumb. So you're locked in. So I just I, it's silly to. I guess what I'm saying is that I'd much rather sell high on Nick Chubb than Saquon. That's kind of what I'm saying. And it's, really, it, yes. I mean, well, Saquon, everyone knows his shoulders hurt, but like Nick Chubb is, I think, people being treated the way you guys reacted, which is Nick Chubb's a top two. Top three running back. I also think, but I don't think his top three is merely top. I don't think Heifetz is. I don't think Heifetz is being crazy here. I think there is a world, and it wouldn't surprise me all that much if all of a sudden Kareem Hunt is like way more involved too. Like he had like one point in this last game. Like that never happens when he's playing, you know. And so, like the idea here, the fear here is that. We're going to see touchdown regression from Chubb, plus Hunt's going to get more involved. It also, I, the word regression implies like math and nerds. And what it really means is like, it's luck. you're just, yeah, it's just you do. It's just like Kareem Hunt got subbed out and then like Chubb ended up scoring and Kareem Hunt like breaks his 40 yard run. And then right. he's, he's, it's like, and there's been a lot of those situations where like it almost was Hunt and then ended up being Chubb or he just made an amazing cut and then broke it from 20 yards out, which again, that's because he's good. To be clear, I still would have picked Chubb over Henry. Henry. Yeah, all right, that was. It just feels like we're coming up with a lot of excuses about (laughs) Chubb that (laughs) don't actually exist. Like, like, never mind the fact he's like literally the best running back. Like every time on Sunday, we're texting like, "Man, we're so dumb for like like disparaging Chubb because like he doesn't catch passes and Kareem Hunt is there." And yet, right just now, you two are like, "Well, what if Kareem Hunt gets involved? He doesn't catch passes. He's scoring too many touchdowns." What if I also told you that I was trying to copy and paste him up in my doc and I cut him by accident and then I looked right there and he wasn't (laughs) there? Yeah, I actually got deleted from my list. That'll happen. That that will happen. Does I explain it a little better? Uh, That's really funny. All right, so DK, (laughs) you have the final two picks the draft right right yes wait i feel like i have one pick left oh that's right you have one yeah, because okay. this is the final round this one's tough for me because i think the obvious answer is jonathan taylor and he was the number one pick coming into the season he just hasn't really lived really take, up taylor with the chase ankle is, there's, there's a case for chase would you take jonathan taylor having not played in two weeks over chase yeah I think Let so. Let me ask you this. I mean, look at Deion Jackson just scored like 30-something points and like I just don't like the high ankle sprain. I know. It's, defi- it's definitely tough. Let me ask you this. Do you don't know if it's Rest of season, are, are you confident Jonathan Taylor would outscore Brees Hall? Are you confident? Not super confident. Brees Hall has scored 20-plus points the last two games. So, in each game. He's the RB3 in the last three weeks once he's like yeah. really gotten the role. The other person that I think we're forgetting here, and I'm, this is these are the guys I'm like waffling over. I'm on Ross St. Brown is due back. Oh. And he was like, remember when he was the, this year's Cooper Cup for like three weeks? Uh-huh. And he was absolutely just going bananas. At, and But like, to me, the same thing is like, how serious is this ankle injury? Yeah. How much do we have to worry about this ankle injury? Yeah. Because he's missed a few games now. I mean, he's missed, I mean, that was three weeks ago. Like, I know, like, but, and they're coming off, they're coming off of their bye. They're coming off their bye. In theory, this is like the time where he can come back and be strong and whatever. But then we've seen it so many times in the past where these injuries just sat players of their explosiveness. That's why I was curious um, you took Taylor. But I think right. the flip the, but the flip side argument is that Deion Jackson played so well because the Colts figured their offense out. They got in rhythm and then the offensive line, which was bizarrely out of sync and not literally just not executing their assignments on the same page. It's just like yeah. all got on the, they finally got Man. on the same page. And if that happens, 
then Taylor is Taylor's definitely. So does he definitely like, have a high ankle sprain? I feel like that's no, we not don't know that for that's sure. not confirmed. No. I don't but it's just so. been he's been out longer than expected. Yes. I think they were afraid of a high ankle. I think first. I'm still gonna do Taylor. I'm yeah. just so, I'm just gonna ride with it and hope for the best. Would you flip Nick Chubb for Jonathan Taylor and a second player and hope that Jonathan Taylor is like just as good, if not better, than Nick Chubb the rest of the way, and you just like take get an entire nether receiver? Like you could just get. Wait, Devontae. what is the question? Like I'm, if, I'm flipping if, Chubb and if you traded away Chubb uh-huh. for Jonathan Taylor and like oh and uh, Devonte Smith. I don't I'm feel like Kyfitz did this in our league. No, I did, but that was <laughs> a better trade. I just um, got him. But I mean, that is that is a good idea. Basically, yeah. would you flip a great running back that we just discussed for Taylor and another player and hope that Taylor's just straight up better than Chubb the rest of the way, but you just get a second player in the deal? I mean, like in good theory, run, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. There's just part of me that that doesn't love this this ankle thing. I just I don't. No, that's I why know. the Saquon thing freaks me out. I have him in like all my leagues this year. I'm just a little nervous about it. I don't. It doesn't bode well for the next eight weeks of the season. I just don't want to be going into fantasy playoffs with like questionable tags on Saquon and Jonathan Taylor every week, and they're like on the fence of whether or not they're going to play. I get that, but if it was Nick Chubb for Jonathan Taylor and like Nelson Aguilar, you're going to say no. But if it was Nick Chubb for Jonathan Taylor and like Jalen Waddell, you'd probably say yes. So I'm curious where that guy is. Who is the receiver? Adam Thielen? You're like, "Eh, no. I'm curious where your juices start going where you're like, screw it. Yeah, uh, you know, maybe it's somebody like Terry McLaurin? No. It would have to be like, I don't know, Devontae Smith is not a bad one. I think it's Devontae Smith. Maybe that like low end wide receiver two range. Like a Gabe Dave. Well, he's been like Devontae Smith. I think that'd be a good one. He's a top 15. Dude, he's been, yeah, he's been like top 12 in the last like month. So that's a solid one. The problem is that people willing to trade have bad teams. It's always the issue. Indeed. Okay. Uh, I've completely lost track of the timer. Well, that's it. Do you, want me, to, oh, do you want me to read yeah. it off again here? I got yeah, it written down. Do. So number one, I took Cooper Cup. And number two, Craig took Stefan Diggs, which I kind of uh, was immediately jealous of that. But Whatever. I think I, I got to say, I, I cleaned up this draft. <laughs> he psyched me out, man. Uh, number three, Heifetz took Tyreek Hill. And at number four, he took Travis Kelsey. Craig took Justin Jefferson at number six. I took Saquon Barkley. Sorry, he took Justin Jefferson at number five. I took Barkley at six. And then Christian McCaffrey at seven. Craig took Austin Eckler at eight. Heifetz took Mark Andrews at <laughs> Trade nine. Market, baby. And then number 10, Derek Henry to Heifetz. Number I would have taken Nick Chubb. Well, I, he I forgot. He forgot that Chubb was there. He, okay. he mixed up his Well, thing. If, if your aunt was a man, he'd be your uncle. So Right. Yeah. Uh, Nick Chubb at number 11 for Craig. Absolute steal. And then I got Jonathan Taylor, the number one pick in the draft originally at number 12. So we'll see how that pans out for me. Can we can we throw like a one second round guy that you think yeah. could finish like top five the rest of the year? I mean, yeah. we're kind of ignoring the Josh Jacobs story. I was going to say, I already know Craig's <laughs> going to take Josh Jacobs right I think here. he, he, he I was also like, possibly right. deserved to be in the top 12. I mean, also, I would toss out Ramondre Stevenson. I know, right? God, he's like, been well, really like, good. What's the argument against it? Like, Damian Harris is going to come back and steal time? I yeah. kind of don't believe that anymore. Yeah. Ramondre is absolutely... This is probably... This is, like, the second half of the argument for, like, why we're taking the receivers. Is I think that when you... The second round is chock full of good running. Oh, it would Basically, be all like running, but the second round would be like Brees Hall, Josh Jacobs, Derrick Henry. If you hadn't taken him, Miles Sanders, Dalvin Cook, Ramondre, Fournette. Because you get in, like Mixon is still hanging around. So, yeah, big picture. When you're looking at re- players that you're like, I have an it like it, at the end of the day. When you're looking at the matchup before your week happens, and you know when you look at the lineups and they each have the projected and you see projected total, and then on some platforms you have a little check mark if your players projected for more than the other one. You know. Mm-hmm. There are a few, only like a handful of players at each position where you know that your guy 
will be projected for more than the other guy's guy. And Tyreek, uh, Tyreek Hill, Justin Jefferson, Your Cooper Cup, and Diggs, if yeah, you will, if you will yeah. always are going to do that. Yeah. Andrews and Kelsey are always going to do that. And we're like, you just need those guys. Like, it's you know that line in The Incredibles when it's like, well, if everyone's special, no one's special. I want one of The Incredibles. Like, those six guys are incredible. And then the running backs, like, you don't have that as much. Even Austin Eckler, Saquon, like, you're not always sure Austin Eckler is going to be projected for more than Alvin Kamara. Like, it's just more fungible. And so getting those six dudes that are just out of the world, head and shoulders above. And then, like, it's just not, it, the running back, the top end is so much more compact, but larger. And then also the, it's just risk reward. Like yeah. Yeah. on Austin Eckler's best day and Stefan Diggs's best day, they score the same amount of points. But how often is each guy having their best day? Diggs is having it more often than Eckler. That's why I want it. I know that it's harder to find good running backs later in the draft, and it's easier to find good wide receivers later in the draft. Yeah, what's the difference between AJ Brown and Chris Olave the rest of the season? I, I understand that, but to me, it's a, it's a, it's my philosophy that I'm, I'm sick of taking a gamble in the first round and having Jonathan Taylor sprain his ankle and torpedo my season. I just don't want to do that anymore. And again, we don't say this enough. Fundamentally, the reason this always happens is because running back is a violent position and the players that you take in the first round are literally, by definition, the running backs who touch the ball the most. Right. And it's kind of that fucking simple. It's like, why does he get hurt every year? It's like, well, the position that's like one of the most likely to get hurt, you're taking, taking the most touching hits. the ball the most. There's three, yeah. 400 touches means, or 300 touches means 300 opportunities to get smacked. And then meanwhile, you watch, you know, Tyree Kill, and like every time he's about to take contact, he runs at a bounding yard early. <laughs> Always. Every time he catches a pass, there's nobody within like 12 yards of him. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. So the other guys to add here real quick, Amon Ra. Which I mentioned. Amon Ra's a good one. Jamar I like Chase. that. Um, yeah, Devontae Adams, I guess. I also want to yeah. throw out a controversial one, which is like, when would you take Josh Allen? Right. Like, straight. I'm not like, going to lie. Like, I flirted with him at the 12th pick. <laughs> in this weird exercise we're doing, like, he's such an advantage. Teams, like, you should take him first. He's, yeah, he's, 30, first, he's 35 points better than the next quarterback right now in fantasy. That's like two games. Right. Yeah. It's, and especially with like, it's Josh Allen, Lamar, and Hurts, Kyler. The Carter's offense is looking so bad. Kyler's inconsistent. It's like it feels like you either have one of those three dudes who can run, or you have you quarterbacks. Kind of been a wasteland this year. It is. I mean, I've said this before, but like, I have Josh Allen on one team and Diggs, and that's the only reason I'm undefeated. Like, we literally, should, the rest of my team is bad. We should. <laughs> I have like Clyde and Elliott as my running backs, yeah. and I and I'm six and zero oh because I have Diggs they're, and Josh they're, Allen. They're actually like a lock for like 45 points yeah, every week. It's incredible. We should do quarterbacks next week. Let's yeah. let's go to the break and we'll come back. We're gonna read some emails and go through everything. Now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Join today to get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. That's free bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just sign up with the promo code Ringer Fantasy. If you look at the slate this week for week seven, easily the most boring of the year. So honestly, just take all the unders. There you just go. Under every game. They're all bad. They're all bad. Offense is terrible this year. <laughs> Just take, the football is bad. Dude, points are down like three points or two points. It's crazy per team. As Bill said, this is the pumpkin picking, apple picking weekend and just take the unders and come back and just look at your free money. Family weekend. <laughs> FanDuel is all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props. You can combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. Live betting, you'll get updated odds and games that have already started. Get paid your winnings fast all in an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Don't fumble your chance to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, with the promo code Ringer Fantasy. Make every moment more this season with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 
21 plus in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable free bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXTSTEP to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369 in New York. Tennessee red line is 1-800-889-9789 Tennessee. 1-800-522-4700 Wyoming or visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. Hi, Fitz. Now that we're in person and we got, I got to see him do that in person, he, he was <laughs> rubbing like, his hands together the entire time like he was about to devour <laughs> like a Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> God. That's the focus right there. Hi, Fitz. Just trying to get me to do this thing where it's like get my energy up by clapping a bunch and rubbing your hands together. And I'm like, I'm not doing this in public. No. Everybody knows the only way to get your energy up is to put your hands up and yell showdown time. Yeah, yeah. I agree. That's all you can do. Yep. Okay, you guys want to read some emails? Yeah. Let's get to the emails. I have to do a mea culpa. We were talking last week about Skylar Thompson, the Dolphins quarterback. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about he has this insanely good online merch store. Yeah. And we were like, why are these prices so expensive? And it turned out that uh, uh, it, part of it were for cancer. Yeah. And I was kind of a dick. And I was like, well, how do we know he's donating? He, he's, he's definitely donating. <laughs> well, <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, I, no, no, no. I wasn't thinking that he was just keeping all of the money no i know but i did i just wanted to shout it out because uh jorge emailed us that it's actually really it's actually a really nice story basically cancer has just touched uh skylar thompson's life like a, a, a quite a bit and it's 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 uh he's had some sad things happen we're going but, to buy some of his merch let's get yeah, so that's what, what I'm yes. that's what i'm saying so i'm buying the merch and i actually really highly recommend it and again it actually looks cool he has it a does. cool logo yeah like let's be real sometimes kind of hilarious just to have yeah, Skylar, Skylar Thompson, Thompson. So swag, I, and it's not <laughs> Sky Thompson. So I was want to officially say I apologize to Sky Thompson for besmirching you, and I'm gonna buy. I'm I'm curious what you guys think, but what, I think I'm gonna get the um. What's the website domain? Sky Thompson. Officialskythompson.com. Shout out official Sky Thompson, and I'm gonna get the. T, I think I might get the TS T-shirt, which kind of looks sick. So does he want to go by logo. Sky? I think he does go and go by Sky, which is wow. a sick name. Okay. Whoever buys any merch from Sky Thompson's website will shout you out. Yeah, email, also, yeah, we thank you to the person who did this already and tweeted at us. That yeah, was great. Shout out Jorge and email us at ringerfantasyfootballgmail.com if you buy anything from Sky Thompson's website. It's uh, going to cancer and we'll, we'll read your name. So what are you going to snag? I think I'm going to get the t-shirt or a hoodie. I like the TS. That's what I want. Like, There's ones with his face on it. No offense to Sky. I don't need that. I want the TS. <laughs> please. I don't wow. feel that bad. It's the TS, and I'm debating if I should get the white, but the the blue and the red actually kind of looks cool too. They got hats too. Maybe they do I have, have two. Maybe I'll get hats. myself a hat. They got this white long sleeve. Oh, the actually the winter hat is actually kind of looks really good. The beanie, cold. yeah. Oh, the beanie. <laughs> oh, is that what you meant? Well, I didn't want a baseball cap, but the beanie's actually kind of sick. Wait, did you call a beanie a winter cap or a winter hat, or is that Isn't something that what different? It is or no. Yeah, well, yes, you wear a beanie in the winter, but you yeah. call beanies winter hats. Why is the black T-shirt yeah, call- sixteen dollars, but the white one's thirty-five? That must be a mistake. Has to be. Uh, I'm still stuck on what Heifetz calls beanies. What do you call them, Craig? Beanies. I just in my head, it's just like <laughs> in my head, it was just like a winter hat. Like, I, well, I yes. Like, oh, the hat. You correctly described it as if you were playing like that game where you can't say the word. What is that? Catchphrase. Ca- yeah, is that <laughs> or, it? Well, yeah, it's one of them. What's the one where you like do hand charades? Charades, yeah. It's a winter hat. 
Yes, thank you. All right, shout out to officialscottthompson.com. But it's charades, you can't, you can't Correct. speak. Correct, you're right. Yeah, whatever. Don't worry about that. <laughs> okay. It's details. Uh, got an email from Willie. 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 Long time listener, first time emailer. One of my favorite bits of the season is the Kyle Pitts stat comparisons with all the obscure <laughs> no-name tight ends. Like it's My Parker favorite Hesse. too. Just enjoying the hell out of it. Guys who like might not be on their Madden roster for their teams. And the funny the thing, two the, defensive players from Iowa that what, are outscoring what, Kyle Pitts. What was the guy's name on the Rams? <laughs> oh, the God, linebacker? Uh, oh, God. The Gervais? Gervais. Yeah. Ricky Gervais. Ricky Gervais. Gervais. Ricky Gervais, yeah. Uh, and Willie goes on to write, the funniest thing in the world for me is to know that the Kyle Pitts manager in our league is Kai, <laughs> who is the assistant oh, producer on the show. Friend? Yeah, I started reading it halfway through. I'm like, this is funny. And it's Kai's friend. Made fun of Kai. Nice. So you have Kyle Pitts? <laughs> I do have Kyle Pitts. How's that going for you? Terrible. Actually, uh, did you have a backup? I, I, I picked up Higby with a Ooh, fantasy, nice. fantasy dollars, and he gave me 1.7 points, points, I believe. Oh, yeah. Have nice. you tried to one. trade Kyle Pitts? I've tried. Not working? No. No. And this week I benched him for Tyler Higby. Yeah. And Kyle Pitts got in the end zone. So I tweeted, Kyle Pitts is the most frustrating player in fantasy. <laughs> yeah. So. I mean, he's like, honestly, terrible. maybe the story of the season. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Shout out to Will. I though. just love how every week DK is just like, Arthur Smith does not know what he's doing. Play Kyle Pitts. Meanwhile, it's just like Falcons beat Niners by 14 points. <laughs> Think about how Coach much they the would have won by if they played his good players. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously. Maybe 6 0 if they played Kyle Pitts. Like, no play your good players more and see what happens. Dude, the people I dare you. The people listening cannot see DK's face, but like, I thought this was a bit. It's not, a, you are so mad at him more than I've ever seen yeah. you angry at a coach. That Arthur Smith is playing chess because he knows he's going to make the playoffs. He wants Pitts to be fresh. That's what he's doing. Uh, he wants way, London and Pitts to be fresh for the, for the NFC Championship game he knows he's going to be in. I've never seen that look at DK's eye. He was so mad. I've only seen that look when you're like on hour four of an argument at, when we're out at dinner. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. So I want to give a quick shout out to Ryan O'Hanlon, former coworker at The Ringer, who wrote a book called Net Gains. Yes. It's, it's about soccer primarily, but he was telling me that it's also just about coaching and ph philosophical stuff about like basically being the best you could be in sports. And he was talking to a bunch of coaches across all sports and I'm sorry, I haven't read the book yet, but I am well, looking for it. Out. It just came okay. out, literally just released. Um, but he was just telling me how like the biggest revelation or like one of the biggest revelations he heard from like a lot of coaches across all sports is that like the biggest edge is just to actually play your best players. <laughs> so many coaches <laughs> refuse to do that. It. Yeah, I'm serious. No way. There's What's politics, the rationale behind... There's, there's oh. politics, there's like money issues, yeah. there's like whatever. Dude, Lombardi. They're when, thinking your scheme is like more important than your players, like that kind of shit. Dude, when Lombardi was at the ringer, he always, I mean, he always had the phrase where he's like, sometimes like we're just an injury away from a great team. Where yeah. like, sometimes exactly. the highest paid players just have to play. Like kind of what Brian Dable did with the Giants where he just benched Kenny Galladay. Yeah, just make eighteen million years. Like, don't care. You're not good anymore. Just play your best players. That's all I'm fucking saying. Anyway, also buy Ryan O'Hanlon's book. Yeah, it's called out, Net Gains. Net Gains, and it came out. Ryan O'Hanlon is, I think, one of the smartest people I've he ever really met in my is. life, and yeah. he also has an excellent sense of humor and his great writing style. Please, yeah, please, if you like soccer at all, like check out. Or honestly, it's just it's it it's like a soccer money ball. It's, it's really called good. it's called Net Gains Inside the Beautiful Games Analytics Revolution. Shout out! Super excited. Uh. We got a we got a fantasy court. Okay. All right. It's from Chris. 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 Hey guys, I need a ruling from the fantasy court on this, or my wife might be in jeopardy of having something horrific happen to her. Okay. 
Long story short. <laughs> what? We have a punishment in a league where both my wife and I are in the league together with some friends. Every year there's a punishment for the last place team. And we always will vote on week four on what the punishment will be. That's weird. It, will, he, it is weird. But he says, it's usually never bad, so nobody's like concerned. My wife and I were on our honeymoon during the vote. So we thought nothing of this, and we didn't vote, and we barely turned our phones on. Turns out the vote for the last place punishment ended up being to get a tramp stamp tattoo of a penis. Oh, what? shit. Are you serious? Like a, like a henna tattoo? No, or like a, a real tattoo one? This a is a stamp. very serious thing. <laughs> a ta- penis tattoo in your lower back. This, we're talking about going to a fucking like IHOP or whatever. Waffle House. <laughs> Chris writes, I'm currently 6-0. But my I thought wife, it was going to be like, you have to microwave a beer and chug it. Dude, the other one was like... You can't put a beer in a microwave. A, the other one was donate a glass. glass. Oh, okay. That oh, was okay. <laughs> yeah. Don't put that in the microwave. There's beer and there's other containers. That's true. Yeah. I could totally see a 17-year-old kid just microwaving a fucking metal beer. I guess it's good we have that yeah, Don't microwave metal. The other one was <laughs> donate $1,000 to a charity. Okay. Well, yeah, that's easily the better it's choice. Much better. Yeah. Um. So Chris is 6-0. and oh. His wife is 1-5 and five in last place. 12-team league. Oh, he's, he's talking about Tanking. he's going to try and trade to her so they both finish. Or he tanks. Road. Is he going to tank so she well, doesn't no, have to get the tattoo? But, well, that's the vote was six for the penis tattoo and four for having the loser. And so his wife and I didn't vote since they were on their honeymoon. And if they had voted for it, it would have been just a tie. Her, long story short, he's like, I'd rather obviously pay the thing. So he asked, sure, we didn't, <laughs> since we didn't have a chance to vote, should the commissioner allow us to cast our votes now that we're back from our honeymoon? Or do we accept the fate that my wife will likely have a penis tattoo in her lower back? He's adamant. The commissioner is adamant. The votes don't count since they weren't cast in time. I have my thoughts. I want to know what you guys think. Question first. So was it the $1,000 thing? Is, is that if you opt out of getting the tattoo or was that just the second? That was the that was two options in the group that chat that were voted up. on. Yes. I think there's a pretty obvious answer here. Why is there a time limit on voting for this? I guess if you're like the last place you'd rather. I just, vote. can somebody explain why they do this in week four? What is that? I don't know. <laughs> my, my, my feeling on this is like, there's no fucking way she's getting that tattoo. Of course. What world do you live in? This is not happening. Yeah, that, that's kind of the truth of it is like, <laughs> no matter what the commissioner decides, this is a fake league. Fantasy football is fake. This poor woman is not getting a tattoo of a she's penis. She's not fucking no doing this. No matter what. What the? Dude, also, we always say fantasy, one of the reasons it's fun, it's like the smallest possible version of democracy. But it's just like with your friends and you see who's a tyrant and who's not. And this is like one of those you're like overthrow. Like civil war. Like I just, I literally rather like rebel and like take your head. To, well, you're not doing this. This is crazy. No. Yeah, I mean, there's like a very big difference between the guy who's like, I don't want to shotgun a beer. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's that stupid. I'm not doing it. it. That person getting like, a fucking dick on your ta- like a dick tattoo. Come on. Um, I mean, if this commissioner has any benevolence to him, soul, he'll allow you to just <laughs> add their votes and then they can pick a different last well, place. Well, that's punch. the thing. I think what I, as I was reading this, I think how I feel other than the getting over the shock of it is I think that they're all messing with <laughs> Chris. over the shock of it. I think they're just messing with Chris and they're just like, it's a great bit that he thinks that this is, and it's just like, oh, nope, the votes don't count. <laughs> yeah, you have your votes. You missed the deadline. Got to register for the vote. Can't just do that. Also, I, you know what I'd love to do? Uh, Chris, Send your wife's team over to us, and let, we, I want to advise her team the rest of the season. Let's get her out of last yeah. place. Uh, it's like a like bar rescue. Yeah, like team rescue. Yeah, let us let us get in there, get our hands dirty. Yeah, let's remodel this team. If she had Kyle Pitts, <laughs> would we cut him? <laughs> let us start floating trade options. Yeah. Just give us full access to your league. Don't tell anybody. Well, <laughs> <laughs> don't tell anybody. Okay. All right. Yeah, Chris, follow up with the team. Okay. I think that's... Oh, we did the rewatchables. 
Shout yeah. Out Pineapple Express Rewatchables. Check that out. That yeah. was really cool. Craig produces the Rewatchables, and we got to do that. And it was really fun. If you haven't listened, check it out. It's just us talking about the Re- Pineapple Express for a long time. Yeah, it was a blast. Hopefully we get to do it again. The same movie. Yeah. It's number two. Let's do it again. No, we'll, we'll do a Rewatchables just for Pineapple Express 2 Blood Red. <laughs> yeah. And Cody in Seattle wrote that he works for a legal company that contracts with process servers across the country. <laughs> oh, really? Seth Rogen's a process server. And we were wondering, do people actually get mad when they're served? And Cody writes, yes. Yes, okay. they do. Cody I mean, writes, I guess that now that I think about it, maybe like Avatar or whoever, it, like Evan Goldberg, I don't know, maybe they knew someone that was a process server. Also, just like, like imagine that happening like in the middle of your day. And like, so also dressing up is actually illegal. They're not allowed. They have to, they can't disguise who they are. That's you have to. You can't. They have to like to wear a process server hat or I, something. I don't know. Maybe his merch, like Scott Scott Thompson. That whole job just feels like it was. It's like a loophole in the system, and they needed to figure out a way to deliver people subpoenas, and they just right. kind of didn't know how. You think like, Uber will figure that out soon? Uber will just be like, "Yeah, you want to serve some of the subpoenas." Like the fact that, that it's actually like written in the laws that you can't like wear a wig is so bizarre to me. <laughs> But they actually had to Seriously. say that. I think Seriously. the general rule with like laws is when you're like, why does that or rules just generally anything with the government? You're like, why is that? And you're like, oh, there's there's always a reason. Some oh, yeah, shit I'm sure went somebody down. abused the shit out of that and did something bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> but well, they can't have people like impersonating cops and stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or doctors. But that's illegal anyway. <laughs> just sneaking into a hospital. <laughs> I mean, you can't dress up like a delivery man. I guess there's like yeah, weird. Like, go- there's that like movie weird. Catch me if you can. Yeah. yeah. Frank Abagnale just doing oh everything. My God, yeah. I, but so like I couldn't dress up as like an in and out worker. That's illegal if I'm a processor. No, stolen they think, valor, but they for think you're out. gonna get burgers and then you get that. Like, come on, we can't have that. What if I just dress up as a different person other than myself? What if I'm not anybody specific? Like, what if I just like? So you change I think your that's clothes? Just fine. That's like freedom. So you change that's... your clothes? Yeah, I don't really know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, can I wear a wig? <laughs> What if you have alopecia? Like, so it's saying you can't impersonate. It, there's no law. Strawman, there's no law that's like no wigs if you're a processor. But that's says, not the law. But it says you can't imp- you can't impersonate a different job. I don't get it. I don't. He all right. So, this is not the part I thought we were gonna. He's. I'm kind of fascinated by this. Like, where do you draw the line? It's such a slippery it's, slope, Craig. I know. So it's like you can't pretend to be a UPS driver, but you could put on a wig. What's the difference? Also, you definitely can't go into like the surgical ward of a of a hospital, you know, to deliver a subpoena. They just wouldn't let you do that. No, well, there's germs. He was dressed up as a doctor, though. I think you you cannot misrepresent your purpose. For Can see why it's there. illegal. So I don't think you could like go, uh, technically you <laughs> could. You argue that your purpose is by all means necessary to deliver this subpoena to this person, which means I can dress however the hell I want. No, I think you're saying is you can't like schedule an appointment with the doctor pretending you need him and then service him, like serve him as the patient. I okay. think that that is like, I guess that's I, I don't know fair. if this is enforced. I don't know. I'm not some legal expert. So, so like, you can't call a pig Napoleon in France. But like, could you try and stop me? Could you like buzz <laughs> the into gentleman. the person's home and be like, hi, I'm, I'm, I'm here to fix your gas. And then like they open the door and you're like, you've been served. Like, that's gotta be fine. How else do you get people to open the door? First of all, there's no one answers so their lawyers. door anymore. So I'm, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I'm here to fix your gas. Yeah. I suppose so many lawyers probably listening to this being like, have knowing the Just answer. pulling their hair out. I assume that they might be like, that maybe they could like what appeal on a technicality and be like, this subpoena was not served properly. Or what gets shit. you to open a door these days? Oh my God. Uh, a delivery? Well, but don't you kind of wait for them to leave? Yeah, you definitely. Sure. Door, what would get like you to open you get the door? Food delivered. Yeah. Well, yes, I food delivery. But again, you'd let the guy leave and leave it on the doorstep. That's like the the movement. Yeah, but he usually I like go out and wave and say hi. 
You do that? Yeah. You give him a hello? Yeah. Ask how's days well, you live in like a no, house I mean, you have I, like the same guy. You I say like thank you. Guy. Thank you for delivering me food. But how many unannounced visitors would you open the door for? What uh, could they What could they possibly almost, tell you? The almost Church none. of Latter-day Saints. Almost none. <laughs> Hit me every time. Almost none. <laughs> I don't know what it is. All, like I'd leave that door Police shut Police officer, firefighter, and somebody in like a construction hat. Because <laughs> Craig likes it's called like, a, like, it's called like a talking shop. This with guy, those guys. Well, he's probably like, hey, like we're gonna like cut down the tree next door. Like I need him, you know. Yeah. I need to access. So you're gonna your answer the door with a guy with a chainsaw. That's a great one if you're a process server. Honestly, the only one you'd ever need is, is the orange vest and a helmet. And like, dude, those guys can walk around anywhere. Thank you, DK. Thank you, Craig. Thank you, everyone, for emailing us. Emails at ringerfantasyfootball at gmail.com. Thank you, Sky Thompson. Thank you, Sky great Thompson. website. Thank you, Kai, for the help. And um, sorry about that pits thing. <laughs> screw off for picking me last. Thank you, Lauren. Lauren. Thank you, Grandmaster Flash. Nice, nice. Who, by the way, we looked it up. They did sample Tom uh, Tom Club. So we, we were trying to figure out if we were like f- fucking it up. Essentially, their song "It's Nasty" samples Tom Tom's. What's the name of the song again? Oh, something. <laughs> of the, sea of Love. I forget. Tom Tom. I think it was Genius of Love. Genius of Genius Love. Genius of Love. Anyway. They're both from 1981, I believe. Grandmaster Flash is and the Furious one of the Five best names for an artist. It's just a great name. It's a very good name. I don't know. I kind of like Tom his, Tom Club. No, Brian. At, what's his name? <laughs> oh, who cares? I literally Brian can't remember Adams. his name. Brian. Oh, Adams. So many people listen to so. Uh, Craig Adams. later later in the day we were talking about how I was like I kept asking people if they've ever heard of Brian Adams. What were you saying, Brian Allen or something? You kept getting the name no, wrong. No, I kept getting the name wrong. <laughs> you're like, I was talking to Megan Schuster. You're like, you know Brian uh, Megan Schuster Smith? asked me, he was like, Alan? is that the guy that dated Mandy Moore? And I was like, no, 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 that was Brian Adams. And I was like, wait, no, that's not right. Well, so I, <laughs> it's I, Ryan Adams. I was confused because at first I thought he was Brian Jones because they're just such generic names that I got to confuse the guy. The, the guy in the plane crash and they wrote the song like the day the music died. This is but why I'm briefly confused. Yeah. Because it's just a generic name. It's it's Brian Wilson the from most... the Beach Boys. There's a lot of Brian's out there. Right. Shouts Brian's. So sorry to all the Canadians listening. We, we got yeah. that briefly. Yeah. Confused. Craig still can't remember the name. I couldn't. I, I actually so Brian I, I forgot it right now. <laughs> Brian Adams. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you, Brian Adams. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs>